Hey, good morning, Connect. Pastor Chris here. I'm so glad you've joined us this morning to be a part of today's message. And if you've been following us, we are in this series where we're going over the values of Connect. And values, they really determine the culture. And culture is so important. I heard it said uh, some, somewhere once that, you know, culture is like a raging river going in a certain direction. And so it doesn't matter who goes into that river, it just takes you in that direction. And so we wanted as a leadership team to really unpack the values of the church. And I'm, I'm gonna just do a, a quick summary to make sure you all remember um, not only the value name, but the, the, the statement that usually follows that helps us remember. Because uh, when we really understand the value, it starts to impact our behavior because it becomes a belief. Uh, and so I hope you're enjoying this series. Today, we're gonna be speaking on excellence, the value of excellence, how it's important, some examples in the Bible that we'll look at that have demonstrated a level of excellence. But let's just recap real quick. Um, if you have a pen at home or a piece of paper nearby, I would just encourage you to write this down because it helps you retain what you're obtaining. But do you remember when we talked about church, um, church as a value, uh, one big family, right? Sometimes even our spiritual family has the capacity to outlast or outperform our biological family. And so church is a big value. We believe that this is a family and you're not just coming to an event every Sunday. This is a place where we're gonna do life together. Um, we were it was followed up by growth. You know, we believe here that growth is important and, and the statement that we always like to say is healthy things grow. So we talked about growth. We talked about generosity, how it's so important to be generous. And the statement that we use to talk about generosity is, you know, help, uh, is, you know we live to give. We live to give, not the other way around. <clears throat> and then we talked about worship. Worship is a value. Uh, everything you love shows. We also talked about the power of God, the power of God. And, and the, the statement that we like to say with, with power of God is, you know, anything is possible. And today I get to talk to you guys about excellence, okay? And so what I want to say first off is, <clears throat> as the big idea, is this. God deserves our best because he gave his best and he will continue to give his best. And so I want that to be the theme of our conversation today. And hopefully you'll walk away with some tangible action items that you can put into practice in your own life and it will be better in the name of Jesus. Amen. So before I get into it, let me just say that this value is important because first it brings you security. It brings you comfort. When you talk about disorder and confusion, those are really descriptions of the enemy. And so excellence, security, and comfort are things that speak to the values, not only of connect, but to heroes of faith, to the kingdom of God here in this realm. Uh, you know, therefore, we must be marked with excellence as a service unto God. We do it to obtain a heavenly crown, not for earthly accolades, Therefore, we encourage people we discover that they have gifts to fan those gifts and to really operate and work out of that 10 area so that you can really do that well once you've discovered your gift. And, and this is what we believe. We believe that um, you, we believe if you do something that makes a difference, you will never work a day in your life. 
So we really want you to have an uh, an excellent spirit. And so it's just not it, it's not just performance, but it's an excellent spirit within the gift that God's given you. And you're going to use that to make a difference. And we believe you're not going to work another day of your life. The key text here today is this. Isaiah 16. It'll be up here on the screen. Verse 1 through 5. Now, when I talk about excellence, I want to make a distinction. It's not just, uh, you know, a result, but it's, it's a mindset. It's the spirit of excellence, okay? Now, when you read this verse, what we understand very quickly is that God is saying, we are not to be hidden. We are not to be in the shadows. We are, we are to be in a place where we can shine bright, right? So, so that we can shine bright. We're called to arise and shine, the Bible says. And another way we could say it is to stand up and stand out. So I want you to think about what are some of the things that have caused you to not want to stand up, not want to stand out? Are there areas that you could improve upon and be more excellent, do better, do well, that then it would make you shine. It would make you want to arise. Um, God, is, God is saying that we're supposed to arise and shine. You know, the world always responds to excellence. We live in such a society where uh, excellence, it, it attracts the world. It, 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 it gives you influence. And that's why it's so important for us to adhere to this value because it's so it can be so impactful in your life. When you have a spirit of excellence, you're going to attract a lot of things into your life that are blessings from the Lord. Uh, I like to say that one of the worst things than not having an opportunity is having an opportunity and, and not being ready for it. But if you have a spirit of excellence, you're always prepared. And the difference between you know, pressure and stress is preparedness. And someone who has a spirit of excellence, they seek to be prepared. They seek to be ready. Even though there'll never be that perfect moment and no one is perfect, but there's a process in place. So what is it though? So write this down. What is it? What is the spirit of excellence? So I'm going to give you two definitions. Number one, it's when you do what you do well. When you do what you do well. Number two is it's when you do what you do with a good attitude. So it's not just what you're, the quality of how, you, how you're doing it, but it's the state, the emotional state at which you're doing it in. Okay, I think that is the spirit of excellence. It's how we've defined it here at, at Connect. In short, if you do whatever you do well with a good attitude, well, hey, that's the spirit of excellence, okay? Um, that's gonna shine through you in a dark world and then you'll eventually, inevitably stand up and stand out, okay? It's just an eventuality. Now, I'm gonna give you an example of what I mean. Um, because you don't just arrive at these places and you're just at the peak of excellence. So there was a time where, many of you know, I was born in Brazil, came to this country when I was six years old, went through school. My parents came from a working class background. We didn't have money for me to go to, uh, to get a higher education. And so I went through the pathway in, in the opportunity through the armed forces. And I joined uh, the Navy, but you know, I didn't have uh, a secret clearance. I, didn't, I wasn't a citizen. So I had a limited scope of the type of jobs, the type of jobs that I could do. And to be quite honest, for the first you know, year and a half of my time in, in, in the Navy, 
Um, you know, they said I would see the world. They just didn't tell me it was the water part, man. <laughs> but I was basically, you know, chipping away rust from the paint, from the, from the hull of the ship, and I was painting. And so it, it was what they called an apprentice. Uh, but you know what? I had a spirit of excellence, and, and I don't say this to boast, but just so that you can see what that attracts. Um, but I wouldn't just paint the boat. You know, a lot of, I remember one time when we pulled into Rio and everybody went to visit and get to know the city and, and I had to go, you know, paint the bottom of the anchor. But you know what? I, 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 I thought if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to give it my best spirit of excellence. And so I did it with a good attitude, right? And I, and I did it well. And so most people would just get the surface rust off of the, of the first layers of paint and the, so that they could paint that side of the ship quickly. I wouldn't do that. I would, use, I would use this needle gun. It was like pressurized air, bunch of needles at the end, and it would basically take away the, the rust and the old paint. And it basically felt like a jackhammer, right? But it was a mini-sized one in your hand, and it'd be like, and I'd be there for hours. But I would go all the way down to the metal. I would get the corners. I would prime it right. I, I was there to do a good job. I wanted to give it 110%. Even though nobody was looking, sometimes I was doing this in crevices and places when everybody wasn't even on the boat. But I just had this mindset that, hey, even though no one, no one is here seeing this, well, you know what? God sees it. And if God sees it, I, I must have a spirit of excellence. And eventually, and this is what happens, when you have a spirit of excellence, eventually the right person sees you. God allows the right person to see you. And even in the mornings where, if you know anything about boats, the middle part of these, you know, walkways on the outsides of the ships would be non-skid, so people wouldn't fall. But then, but then closer to the edges, it'd be, it, 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 there'd be these slick, they call it slick decks, and it would catch salt and crust, and so we'd have to mop that in the morning. But what I would do is, you know, I would get a sponge, because the mop wouldn't get it up. The, the mop wouldn't clean it just as good. And so what I would do when I was uh, on duty to clean the slick decks on port side or starboard side, I'd wake up early, I'd, I'd get this huge sponge in a bucket, warm water and soap, and I would hand wipe the slick decks. And nobody was up at that time because it was early. But eventually people were asking, you know, how come some days it's so, it's so much cleaner? And then the information rolls. And then one day when I was painting, this, painting the ship in such a way with primer and doing it with quality, there was a chief at the pilot house who was drinking his coffee. Never forget him, Senior Chief McVeigh. And so he saw this. And he started to pay attention. And soon I, I started to get this nickname called, uh, they used to call me AJ Squared Away. Hey, isn't this good? Like, hey, operate with a level of excellence. Have such a high bar for, for how you operate that you get a nickname that matches that. And so I'm not saying that to boast, but this allowed me to, to be on someone's radar that then opened up a new opportunity for me in the military. And I became a petty officer third class in record time, and I got the opportunity to join the rescue swim teams out of HSL 60 in Jacksonville. And we did six real missions. And so all that to say, good things happen. You attract opportunity when you operate from the level of the spirit of excellence. Do what you do, but do it well, and do it with a good attitude. And do it, hey, even if no one's watching, you do it long enough, the right person will see it. Um, and so the principle of excellence, write this down, is this. Your performance will determine your platform. In other words, your performance on your job, your leadership roles determines your platform or influence, right? 
that you'll have amongst other people. And so pay attention to this. People will listen to you based on your performance, right? They will listen to you based on your performance. Experience versus knowledge is a great conversation to have here. Um, and sometimes I, I use this even with, with customers and prospects. Uh, if, if they were going to partner with someone in business or, and I use this analogy, like if you had to do a surgery, right? And you had the option of choosing uh, the doctor who went to the best medical school. He got, the, he got good grades and he's very knowledgeable. He has a thesis. He's wrote books on the topic. And he's going to be one of the options to operate on a procedure that you have to do. And it's a complicated procedure, hypothetically speaking. Or the other doctor who didn't go to that school, didn't get those grades, he got good grades, but he's done it a thousand times, right? There's knowledge and there's experience. Do you want to go with the person that has a lot of knowledge about the subject or do you want to go with the person that has performance, results, experience, done there, been, been, been there, done that, right? Almost all the time, people would want to go with someone that has done this before with success because that experience mitigates the risk because they've seen this, they've done this and they've done it successful, a thousand procedures, no issues. And so whenever we talk about what people will listen to, it's not what you know, it's how you've executed what you know. And so just remember that in your role, in your job, at that company, leading that team, serving in that area, the pages of the Bible even that people will read the most is your life. It's, and so a spirit of excellence is so key for them to see it in the right way. And the reason why I say this is, um, you know, I've had, I have had the privilege to have a, a fair amount of success in, in, in the space of high tech in Boston and, and in San Francisco. And so I've been in that for, for probably 12 years now. And one of the things that I have a lot of opportunities to do is to uh, provide mentorship. Right? There are uh, events that you go to, there are social circles that you go to. And the success that you have enables people to see you as someone that they can learn from. Okay? And when people are seeking out mentors, uh, n nobody's going to question my values and my faith if they want to learn from me if I do and I operate at a level of excellence. And so one of the reasons why as a Christian, it's really important for you to operate from a place of excellence. It's so that you have the credibility to share your faith unquestioned. Now, the reason why I bring this up is a lot of times us as Christians, we, we don't have the best reputations, you know, in, in the community. Sometimes um, we may have the worst <laughs> reputations in the community. When they look at our house, when they look at our family, when they look at our financial planning, when they look at our career progression, when they look at where we are with what, what we've done with what we have. And so when we don't operate in, from a place of excellence and we don't have that performance, we lose credibility. And, and then it's, it's so much harder for you to transfer the good news, for you to transfer your faith and values when you don't have experience, excellence, performance, to kind of be the, be, the, be the doors that open up their hearts to be able to receive. And so 
I say that not to indict you or to corner you into thinking about this in, in a different way, but how many more people would listen or be, be open to listening to learning from you if you had more success? If you had been operating from a place of excellence? If everything that you did, you did well. And so the reason why I bring this up is in these opportunities that I have, a lot of people are like, well, what's the secret? How, how, how are you able to have success here? How are you able to develop these people? How are you able to build that, that team? How did you skill in this season? And you know, you know who does this really well is John Maxwell. And uh, he, if you don't know who he is, you, you should look him up. He's uh, basically uh, you know, a huge mentor and coach to so many, wrote so many books on leadership. And when he does seminars or he speaks in the corporate setting in the marketplace, he always talks about these points and then he leaves out the last point and he says, well, you're not ready to hear that yet. And it's the secret to my success. It's the foundation of everything that I've built. But if you want to stay later, I'll share that with you. And then people stay and he basically shares that, you know, his foundation is Jesus Christ. And so people don't care that you're sharing the gospel when you speak from a place of success. How many more people could we reach if more Christians operated from a place of success? And it works the same way even when I look for mentors. Like, think about when, when you're looking for people that you want to learn from, people that you want them to lead you, mentors in certain areas. Like, what's your criteria? And I'm going to even challenge you a little bit on this and, and expand the scope at, at, at which, or not expand the scope, but like increase the quality or, or the bar in, in, in how you're, trying to find mentors for different areas of your life. Because I, I don't think you're average, but sometimes I think we have average mentors, average coaches, average people that we're listening to. So it works the same way. So, you know, when I look at the pattern for how I've learned in, in the high tech space, I'm always going after people that have done or have been where I want to do, where, I've, where I want to go or what I want to do. And I, I want people that have done that at a level that's excellent. Right? So if, if I aspire to excel in my career or ex excel in my fitness, I want to speak to people that are operating at a world-class level. Why? Why are we attracted to that? Because we know that their success in that area gives them influence and credibility and we believe what they say. Right? Think about when someone wins the Super Bowl or they're, they're the MVP of a tournament and the first thing they get up and, and say when they grab the mic is, hey, I just want to thank my Lord Jesus Christ for every, like who in that moment is having an issue with what he's saying? Nobody questions his faith or how he's sharing it in that moment because he's speaking from the place of the MVP. He's speaking from a place of the person who's operating at a level of excellence. And so I think it's important for us to ingrain that into our lives so that we can have more influence for God. Can I have an amen in the chat? So I guess what I want to say is you can be saved, write this down, you can be saved, right, citizen of heaven, but have no influence on earth. How? By not operating with the spirit of excellence. Now let's go into the Bible and look at some people that did operate at a level of excellence and the type of opportunities and who they attracted into their lives, okay? And so Practically speaking, though, at your company or in your situation, maybe you are an employee, maybe you own that business, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you work at that school, you know, maybe you serve here in a on a certain team. My question to you would be this. 
You know, are, are, you the, are, are you executing at your potential? Are you being the best version of yourself in that role? Uh, are you the best employee at that company? Um, I don't know. Are you, I mean, when, when I ask these questions, so I'm going to ask you a series of questions, right? Um, are you the most reliable? Raise your hand. <laughs> um, are you always ready? Are you on time? Uh, are you hardworking or do they have to kind of incentivize you to work hard? Are you the most engaged in the job? And so these things matter to them, but hey, listen, it, all, it also matters to God. The Bible says we should work for man as if we were working for God. And so in our role, in whatever place that we've been you know, planted, we need to grow. And the best way to grow is with a spirit of excellence. Now, let's go into an example real quick. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Samuel, and so uh, it'll be up here on the screen, 1 Samuel 16, 18. Highlight this. I want you to read it. But basically, um, the Bible says that David played his harp skillfully. Okay? So when it says skillfully, I want you to underline that. Skillfully. The man ultimately went from shepherd of sheep to shepherd of God's people to a king. Look at that ascension. Look at that progression, right? And so what, what caused that ascension? Like what, what was it about David's life that opened up these doors? And if we were to look closer, the, the Bible says he played the harp skillfully, right? And, and, and well, what does that mean? Well, he was, he was a musician long before he was a giant killer. And so what could you be doing well right now that could open up the door that is the opportunity of your lifetime tomorrow? His excellence, it was his excellence with his gift. He was skillful. Well, how skillful was he? Uh, to the point where it gave him an audience with the king. Okay, that's authority. It gave an audience with authority. And so, what if you put a spirit of excellence on your gift? How many kings would you draw? Isn't that awesome? The Bible says your gifts will bring you before great men. It says it in Psalms, in Proverbs 18, 16. All because of the spirit of excellence. He stood up and he stood out. Okay? Uh, it probably took him hours though. Like, nobody just becomes skillful. Nobody just overnight, all of a sudden they're world-class. I think in society they say you become elite if you anything over 10,000 hours. And so imagine how much work he had to put in to develop that kind of expertise and, and, and excellence. And sometimes we just become satisfied with the levels that we've reached when really there's so much more. God deserves our best, not our comfort levels right? And so God used, write this down, God used his natural gift to get his spiritual, to, to get his spiritual power and authority established into the place, into the palace, and eventually through the nation. David has since influenced generations of music by strumming his harp in private all those hours. And so private excellence brought him public honor. This is amazing. Now, this, there's also another example that, that I want you to read, which is in the book of Daniel. 
Daniel, if you read with me uh, in the book of Daniel, chapter 6, verse 3, it says, Daniel had an excellent spirit, an excellent spirit. And this is the theme of what we've been talking about. He had standards and he had convictions. We all know the story. Maybe if you don't, I recommend you take some time to read that today. But he basically set a standard where he wasn't going to eat from the king that came, the food that came from the king's table. And instead he decided to eat healthier food. At the end of it, they were sharper, they were faster, they looked healthier. And that gave them influence, that gave him credibility. And he ascended to become, you know, the, the advisor to to many kings in, in, in that realm. And it was his standard that basically allowed him to stand up and stand out. Um, the world was drawn to Daniel by his natural means. You know, but imagine like the opposite. If they had just eaten what, what everybody was eating, you know, if they were just reading what everybody, was, everybody else was reading and, and had no standards and, and no convictions and, and no spirit of excellence, then what would have been the story? Like, would he have been advisor to multiple kings in the kingdom of Babylon? And so here's another example of how, just like David, Daniel's excellence drew him to kings. Let me look at one more. You know this story, the story of Joseph. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 39, verse 2, it'll be here on the screen, that God was with Joseph and everything he did, and everything he did prospered. Now, they put him in jail. He became head of the jail. They put him at Potiphar's house. He was put in charge. No matter what you did, he just always had a way to rise to the top. And it was that spirit of excellence in Joseph that enabled him to rise and shine no matter what situation he was placed into. Now, let me say this to you. If you can't lead where you are, be successful where you are, you won't do it anywhere else. And so look at that pattern in Joseph, Joseph's life. He was able to be successful in multiple places and then eventually he became second to the Pharaoh. You know the story. And so I think one of the patterns that we could take away from Joseph's story as I begin to wrap up this message is the spirit of excellence doesn't start when and if. It starts right now. What could you do? What could you do this week? What could you do today that could elevate your standards because you've decided, you've made a decision, I'm going to do everything well and I'm going to do it with a good attitude. And so in the case of Joseph, his authority kept growing because his excellent excellence kept going. Um, the principle is you got to stand up and you got to stand out in, this, in these three examples that we talked about. Now, obviously, people, you know, they didn't hire you, and we're not in the marketplace to be speaking in tongues and, you know, delivering prophecies at the water cooler and reciting scripture back and forth. I mean, we, we, can, we can do that in different ways, but that's not what you were hired for. But you, they hired you to do a good job. They hired you to crush it in the, in the marketplace or in that leadership role. And if you do a good job, you'll be, a tr you'll be drawn and you'll be closer to people of influence. Now, it's hard for you to speak the truth when you know your life is messy, or when your mind is messy, because it, it, people don't listen to what you say, they, they listen to your life. And so it's so key for us to hold that close, because it's, it's the most important 
brand of Christianity. Um, now I want to me, me, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad also, and, and so I just want to pick on the parents for a little bit, because you know, and this is, I'm not speaking from a place of perfection at all. I have, you know, I'm in a process just like you, and, and we're looking to grow, but even us as parents, right? Um, when we look at our kids, um, is there a high standard? Is, is there a spirit of excellence in how we've been raising them? You know, are, are, are they disobedient? Um, do we know how to balance the checkbook? You know, do, do you even know how much you're worth or how much debt you have? Um, are you broke all the time? And I don't say that without empathy, because there are certain situations that we can't help. But the things that, based on the things that you can do, are you unkept? How is your health? And so these are all areas that could be a potential view into areas that we could improve, areas that we could improve. And I know that everybody's in a work and in a process, but you know, is the process in effect in your life? Or are we just the same? And so the point of this message is for you to understand that God deserves our best because he gave his best and he will continue to do his best and to give his best. But we have to make a decision to operate and just do everything with the spirit of excellence, whether someone's watching or whether someone isn't watching. Because when we make that decision, we also invite the help of the Holy Spirit because heaven, listen to me, has a vested interest in seeing you successful. We are the brand of heaven on earth. The success of our lives, how we operate at a high standard, it also speaks to who our God is, who our Father is. Whenever someone sees a son and how they fare, it reflects on the Father. And so when people look at us, it's a reflection of God. And so God has a vested interest in seeing you do well, in seeing you prosper, in seeing you move forward in life, for you to reign here. Listen, when you believe in Jesus, you're saved. But when you start to believe what God has to say about you, you reign. You reign here on earth with influence and credibility. And so I want to help you. So help me help you in this moment. And think about what are those areas that you could focus on and that you could change. What if we were to invite the Holy Spirit to come into those areas of our lives and to help us? Maybe it's punctuality. Maybe it's setting boundaries. Maybe it's humility. Places in our lives that need the spirit of excellence. And if that's you and you want to improve and you know, you know that there's room here, you want help here, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand and I want you to chat with our team in the chat box and we want to help you. We want to give you practical resources. We want to point you in the right direction. You don't have to do life alone. But we do know that a spirit of excellence will bring security and comfort into your, into your life. There's a saying that I'll never forget. It goes like this. If you do the things that are easy, your life will be hard. 
But if you do the things that are hard, spirit of excellence, your life will be easy. Now, it's just a quote, and I, I know you understood what I mean, but God wants to help you right where you are, for you to be successful right where you are with the things that you have. And so I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for you, our team wants to pray for you, and we wanna help you along this journey, amen? Father, I just pray for every person that's responding right now, whether that's in the chat or through the TV screen or through the cell phone. Father, I want you to help them with the spirit of excellence. I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would be stirred in your heart, that you would follow, that you would be a good follower of the heroes of our faith, to have a high standard, set a high standard, have the shoulds be musts, and, and reflect the brand of heaven. Help them reflect the brand of heaven with the spirit of excellence in Jesus' name. Okay, so I just prayed for you, but what I want you to do is I want you to take a piece of pen and a piece of paper and write down one thing that you could do this week that would help you improve your standard so that you can, st so that you can stand up, so that you can stand out. And if you're here watching, and maybe you're new to this and you're thinking, what, what does this really mean? Um, God deserves our best because he gave our best, because he gave his best. What, what it means is um, we're part of a family and you can be a part of this family also. Uh, we believe that Jesus, the Son of God, died on the cross and paid the price for our sins. And when we accept Jesus, we have eternal life. And if you want to take a step into this faith, and believe and receive, you will have eternal life and not perish, the Bible says in John 3.16. And so if that's you, I wanna make an invitation. All you, you can, you can um, engage with us. You can also text CC Saved to 97,000. It'll be here on the screen. But I promise you, this is the best decision you will ever make in your whole entire life. It's when you say yes to Jesus. It's when you say yes to the perfect gift that will start a revolution in your life so that you can have success and so that you can be saved. I hope you make that decision. God bless you. We'll see you next time.